Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Marsh. 
and in just a second I'm going to tell you all about him. He founded Breakdown Services in 1971, creating the process that is used around the world to cast feature films, television shows, commercials, theater, and other projects that require actors. He began his career as an actor after immigrating from England in 1963, appearing in such films as Camelot and Shampoo, but he terminated his acting career to begin Breakdown Services. Um, he's a 1976 graduate of UCLA and a member of the Academy, Arts, uh, Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Uh, since Breakdown Services' inception, it's developed many other services. He's developed many other services for the industry, including the virtual channel network that uses the power of the Internet to transmit original content developed specifically for members of the entertainment community. Now, actors use Breakdown um, Breakdowns. Uh, Shadow Facts service to obtain uh, audition material, as well as actors' access that allows for actors to update their pictures and resumes and demo reels and to submit it for specific roles uh, posted at the request of casting directors. He has also founded Casting About, which is an up-to-date source for real-time casting and production information in, in New York and L.A. and and Talent Plus, ta I'm sorry, Talent Pro Plus is a database application that organizes and automates the daily task of talent representation business. You know what? He's done so many things. Without any further ado, I'm going to bring Gary on, and we're going to talk to him about it. And uh, and just know that if you're an actor, Actors Access and and the uh, additional sites are absolutely critical for you to uh, pay attention to and know about. And if you're a producer, director, casting director, or on the other side of the camera, certainly breakdown services uh, as well as the casting services are as valuable too. So let's see here. We have Gary coming on. How are you today, Gary? I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I mean, it is... It is uh, Rare, I guess, when when somebody has the opportunity to listen to someone who, and I, I guess, became a brainchild, you know, of yours to to develop a service for the motion picture industry, which has become the service for the motion picture industry worldwide. I mean, that is uh, an incredible accomplishment. Well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, you know, it it people you know, ask me a lot of times how it all began and, you know, the, the business plan I put together and, uh, uh, right. and all the steps. And, and the, the, the irony is that I, I didn't have a plan at all. I merely started reading scripts uh, for my mother, who was an agent at the time. I was an actor. And... I was doing it so that I could pay my way through college. Um, I didn't know I was starting a business that 40 years later I'd still be doing. Wow. Wow. Well, how fortuitous, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was, uh, it was um, amazing. And, and, you know, in, I always thought that I was going to be a producer. Uh -huh. I, I had, in fact... Uh, uh, in the late 70s and early 80s, I had produced uh, a couple of projects myself, uh, thinking this was the direction I was going to go. But, um, you know, I, I sort of always got pulled back to breakdown. And so um, at a certain point, I decided, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, and I really embraced it. Uh, for a long time, I... I thought, oh, well, this is just 
something I'm doing on my way to doing something else. So it's 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 been a very curious and interesting ride. So when it when it did start, it, it sounds like it. And, but when it did start, I mean, you said you were reading scripts for your mother, who was an agent. So were you just were you, you were breaking the, the scripts down for her for her clients? Um, or yes, uh, uh, actually breaking them down for her. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of fascinating um, having a forty-year perspective on the changes that the entertainment industry has gone through. And you know, I'm somebody who doesn't uh, at all cling to the past, and you know, I always like to look to the future. But it's worth taking a second and and looking back and and seeing that in 1971 there was a little over a hundred talent agents. There was seven studios. And every studio had a casting department in which the casting directors were hired uh, as employees and they were assigned shows and they worked 52 weeks a year. So the agents would go around the seven studios and the scripts that were available would be put out in the reception area and they would all sit there and read scripts and the uh, th- there was one script for each show, so they would pass them around, and that was that was how agents got their information. Now the you know the big agents of the the day. I mean, you know you're at the time you know William Morris, CMA, International Creative uh, Management, which uh, you know used to be uh, something else. Um, uh, they were sent the scripts. And the buddies of the casting director were told early on, hey, come into my office, read the script. And the agent would read the script and then literally pitch the actors in front of the casting director right then and there. And that's, that, was, that was the casting process 40 years ago. My, how it's changed, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I first started out, and you know, I I was reading a script for my mother, and uh, I was 18 at the time, so you can do the math. Um, uh-huh. I uh, uh, I was reading a script that another agent wanted, and uh, to get her, you know, from bugging me, I just told her I would carbon my notes, and uh, very strange, you know, people ask me today, what's carbon? You know, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, so that tells you how far we've come. So um, I started carboning my notes, and uh, other agents wanted it. And all of a sudden, I was charging them all twenty dollars a week to get my carboned notes, so that they could do other things. Wow. And I mean, that literally was the start of it. Where today, it's all on the internet. And, uh, and and I think that Breakdown has seen more growth in the last eight years with the Internet than it did in the previous 32. Really? Wow. I mean, that's so fascinating. I mean, I remember I was I was off air when we were talking. You know, I worked with a producer at Producer's Studio, and, and we would get the breakdowns. And I remember – I mean, it's funny because I remember – I don't know why particularly, but when Taxi was, you know, about to shoot the TV series, and, yep. and uh, I think because I was also an actor, I don't remember if I auditioned or I was submitted for the same part that Jeff Conaway ultimately got. 
but I, you know, it was it, I, people were clamoring for the breakdowns. Actors all over Hollywood, you know, would, would be you know <laughs> trying to get their hands on them, you know, to find out, you know, so that they could submit themselves. But Hollywood changed too during that time that you described because there was a time when. Um, you know, as an actor, you could almost walk into anybody's office and say hello, or say I'd like to set up a reading or an interview, and and you had that, uh, you know, available to you. And then suddenly it was like, you know, I would say by the mid '70s that seemed to really slam shut, and it became submissions only. So the breakdowns became even more critical for uh, talent. You know, for people to go, you know, what's happening? You know, how do how do I get you know, and there was a drama log, and I mean, you you would look at Variety or Reporter or things like that in L.A., and 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 there weren't many sources. So, uh, but I remember actors always begging to see breakdowns. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. It's 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 very interesting that you bring that up in in that that was a what happened in the mid seventies was the just like the studio system uh, mm-hmm. disappeared. Uh, the idea of casting directors being hired and available uh, to do what you know are called generals uh, started to disappear also, and that's what you're referring to is casting directors, the studios started abandoning their departments and hiring independents, which was it had never been uh, it had, there were never uh, casting directors who were independents. Uh, previously, and then you know a few struck out on on their own on feature films. People like the icons of, of casting, people like Lynn Stallmaster um, and Mike Fenton. Uh, uh-huh. But it, uh, it 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 was a time of change, uh, not only culturally, uh, but also in the way people did business. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it... You know, I look back on those days and and these days, and it is it seems so incredibly different. And I I was I you know I mean I was a young man. As I guess you know you were probably close in age. You know the tail end of the Monique James, you know yeah. contract players at Universal and things like that. That you know in the in the, the the total demise of the studio system, I guess you'd call it, as it had been known prior. But. Um, so so uh let me ask you this because the breakdowns for those who don't know which can you describe what the breakdown services are I mean my listeners are typically a list all the way to newbie filmmakers and then some fans worldwide and uh but not everybody maybe knows you know what the breakdown services includes what it is Certainly um the core of breakdown services is our ability and our staff of writers who actually read the scripts and create the breakdowns. Now, the casting director always has the ability to dictate or or uh, complete an online form for what they're looking for, but uh, generally a little over 50% of the projects that uh, we turn out on a weekly basis are um, read by our staff, and they create a character synopsis of every role within a script. It goes back to the casting director. It gets approved, and then we are instructed where and to whom that breakdown should be released to. So, And that begins the uh, casting process, the uh, submission process, as it were. 
And wow. so th- that is that is basically the core of breakdown, which in, in essence is we're a, a communication system, communicating the needs of uh, the um, of the casting director to the le- either the legitimate representatives of talent. And these days, uh, if the casting director so desires and instructs us to, they have us also release it on Actors Access, which gives the actors now a legitimate opportunity to submit themselves. Because the casting director, we don't release a breakdown on Actors Access, which is our actor portal, so to speak, um, unless the casting director specifically says, I'm looking for direct submissions from actors. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead. Very different because, you know, prior to the Internet, uh, it was we were under some, you know, a draconian mandate by the studios that the breakdowns could not go to actors. And right. that if I did give breakdowns to actors, I would somehow lose my the privilege of of obtaining scripts and breaking them down and wow. you know for agents and therefore I would be out of business with the and and that was there was a number of reasons for that and that's because the casting directors would be overwhelmed by mail submissions uh-huh. the internet allowed us to create a methodology in which the casting directors can more efficiently go through submissions and so the issue of you know, additional submissions from actors became uh, less of an issue, and the casting community, you know, bless them, opened up uh, and started accepting submissions from actors. Now, you have to know today, talking today, we release a breakdown on leverage, and we release a, in LA about 400 um, breakdowns a week. Um, wow. On a show like Leverage, within three hours, from agents only, in L.A., they have approximately anywhere from 900 to 1,800 submissions per role. And they bring in 20 actors. That is uh, incredible. Not only incredible, but incredible odds. And, um, And people wonder why it's tough. (laughs) <laughs> this is tough, but uh, that is amazing. I mean, I, I you know I never realized the numbers you know as 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 you just uh, put them forth. Uh, let me ask you this, um, and we're, because um, somebody asked from the from the um, chat room, they say, does Gary use services other than Actors Access, you know, such as Mandy? dot com or or is that pretty much the industry standard? Well, they, I, I guess the, the the listener and chatter should know that that. Well, could you go ahead and describe Actors Access and and uh, and how you brought that about? Because this is a division of breakdown services which in which you allowed actors to take control of their careers. Absolutely, uh, and uh, and that's our motto. It is for Actors Access is that it's all about control. Now it's a proprietary website. We do all of the information that we publish online is copyrighted, and we, there is no benefit to sharing it with 
other websites. Uh, the actors, and we have, I will say, about 432,000 actors on Actors Access are in North America right now. Um, the actors use the site for a variety of reasons. Um, one, they can post two pictures, a resume, and a profile and pay nothing. And uh, they can swap those pictures out and pay nothing. They can email their resume that they create on Actors Access and pay nothing. And it also, if they have a representative, it links with their representative so that when the actor makes a change of their picture, their profile, their resume, it automatically updates the information that their agent or representative, such as a manager, is using to submit them for available projects. So all of that costs an actor nothing. And, and one of the, you know, I'm a former actor myself, and I believe at the heart of everything we do that there always needs to be a free option for the actor that you know there shouldn't all it shouldn't always be that the actor is asked to you know reach into their pocket and 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 pay for all of this stuff so what we do charge for is the ability to transmit a their picture and resume based on a breakdown so they would go to the site they would look up Los Angeles. They would see the available breakdowns. They could actually, you know, do a, a, a filter called Breakdowns Fit for Me that fit their ethnicity, age range, and gender. And then they can look at the available roles and see if they want to submit themselves. Now, that we charge for. We charge for people that are just getting in $2 a submission. But for people that want to do it on a professional basis, the better option is to join our, our side service called Showfax so that they can have access to sides, which is $68 a year, and then they can submit themselves for free, unlimited, on Actors Access. Uh, that is awesome. I mean, that is, that is, that is truly awesome. Now, um, let me ask you, because, I mean, you know, you mentioned a moment ago, Leverage and the amount of submissions that come in just from LA alone. But for somebody sitting in Idaho or Australia or Pennsylvania or France or around the world, how, how do how do how how can they uh, best use Actors Access or Showfax or any of the uh, websites that you have your you know to to advance their? I mean, it, has it become worldwide in that they or or nationwide? It has become. Uh, North America-wide, meaning Canada and the USA. We have affiliates in uh, London, Spotlight, and in Australia, Showcast, that do the same thing that we do, and we coordinate with them on the release of information. Uh, but we respect the way they do business, and they respect the way we do business, and we share information, and that really benefits the studios and the actors uh, combined. But going back to how it can help an actor not in L.A., um, and one of the things that I tell actors is that they don't need to be con as concerned as they may have been in the past about being in L.A. or being in New York because there is so much production 
regionally. Texas, for instance, is the third largest area where they draw actors from in the U.S. Um, uh, the southeast is becoming a hotbed of uh, casting opportunities. And rather than an actor rushing to L.A. to compete with you know, the 180,000 actors that you know, are here, it right. is better for them to um, mine the opportunities that they can uh, get in their local region, build that resume. And we're in those regions. We are, we are working with the casting directors, and they are working with us and the agents in these regions, and they release their breakdowns through us to the regional uh, talent, either to the agents in that region or also on Actors Access. So they can specify, I want my breakdown going out to the southeast or the south-central region of the United States, or I want it going to Louisiana or Michigan. So th there's an enormous amount of control that a casting director has to place their information in the hands of the of the area where they need it uh, to apply. So for an actor, they really, you know, should build their resume locally. If they have a representative, ask the representative, am I, and, and they, of course, are looking to come to L.A. The question is, am I L.A. ready? Am I ready to compete at the intense level that you know happens in Los Angeles or New York and you know the the agents regionally are setting up relationships with agents in Los Angeles or New York and rather than just striking out sticking your thumb out getting on the bus heading to LA heading to New York whatever it's better to work through your agent because your agent may introduce you to an agent here and one of the hardest things in Los Angeles is to get an agent. So you, rather than just coming here and withering on the vine like a plant without water, without a job, you're better off uh, really developing that career locally. Build the resume and make some contacts and then move to L.A. when your agent tells you, yeah, you're ready to uh, go to L.A. That is very sound advice, and it's always a whole lot more fun and rewarding if you're a big fish in a small pond, yes. I think, than to, to move to L.A. and be one of the millions of anonymous people, you know, pounding the pavement, trying to trying to find, you know, something. It, well, that's that's what's so cool about today and and the Internet and your services and how it has united people and how it's made it, you know, opportune for people to work in their local areas. And, you know, hopefully with things like incentives or, you know, local film productions, you know, uh, flourishing. Uh, certainly you mentioned the southeast, which is great, and, and hope, uh, I, I wish that were true everywhere, you know, that uh, the state that I'm raising my children in, that that's just not the case. But uh, but uh, nearby states, it certainly is. So it is very... Um, it's it's I think wonderful and and opportune for actors to take advantage of this uh, right now and to uh, to to take charge of their career as you say and, and and help make it happen for themselves in their own area. Now, conversely, the flip side to that and and this is something that I I, I 
I guess I kind of harp on a lot, and that is oftentimes, you know, they mentioned Mandy or, or I see things on Craigslist that will say, you know, uh, we're casting a film, you know, actors wanted no experience necessary. And I and I get what they're saying, but at the same time, you don't make a movie and say, typically you don't make a movie and say, we're making a movie, we have crew positions open, but you don't need to have any experience. Um so there are those who are, you know, making their movies, and, and they may not, you know, fully understand the benefits of of having professional casting people or or professional actors. They may not understand, you know, getting a service or or having a service like breakdown services, you know, uh, uh, work their project. Um, you have another service though, uh, part of it. And, and I want to talk about that, which is EchoCast. Now, some of the large movies like Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, and Hunger Games, and True Grit, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, you know, are, are some of the movies that have used this system. And uh, can you tell us, how do pr- productions benefit by using EchoCast and, and then the actors? Well, uh, EchoCast allows a production to reach outside of their geographic area that they can cover and view talent that may be right for a role. And uh, it also helps actors who are regionally based be considered for jobs that are, you know, being cast in Los Angeles. And it, it simply, it is a system that allows an actor to be invited to do a self-taped audition in which the audition flows into the casting director's uh, website login and password, but then not only presents the audition, but links the actor's resume and pictures that are in actor's access or in breakdown services, uh, so that when the casting director or the producer is watching that audition, they're not just looking at the audition, they're looking at the entire package. And then they can they can put a invitation out. They can get um, actors to do these self taped auditions through uh, EcoCast, and they can then determine, wow, that actor is uh, somebody we really need to see. And depending upon the budget or the situation they can either have somebody look at that actor locally or ask the actor, you know what, we're really interested in you. If you're willing to fly out here, we'd like the director to meet you. Wow, that is that is awesome. I mean, that really is. I want to say that the uh, Breakdown Services website is uh, breakdownexpress.com. It's breakdownexpress, E-X-P-R-E-S-S.com. It is posted in the chat room. And Actors Access, if you don't know it, is Actors a-C-T-O-R-S-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. I'm going to give out some more of your websites in just a moment. Well, let me do it now. Castingabout.com is uh, is another one. Castingabout.com. And then we're going to talk about the virtualchannelnetwork.com. And that's just like it sounds, but one word. Virtualchannelnetwork.com. All right. So, Gary, i got to take a short break here for just a moment and talk about some upcoming things, and then I'll be right back, okay? Okay. All right. We're live on the air with Rex Sykes' Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Gary Marsh, founder of Breakdown Services, Actors Access, 
and casting about and uh, virtual channel network and, and other things. Uh, we're going to be right back with him in just a moment. Let me remind you that we are doing a Billy Club Kickstarter campaign. We've got about 37 hours left in the campaign to uh, exceed the goal. Uh, two young uh, when I say young, I, I, I don't mean uh, young novices, but uh, younger gentlemen who are directing this movie, Drew Rosa and Nick Summer. Billy Club is their second feature together, and uh, you can help them surpass, help us, I'm producing, uh, one of the producers, so help us surpass the goal that is set for Billy Club at Kickstarter by going there right now. Uh, the Milwaukee Film Festival will be starting later this month, in or in September, on the 22nd of uh of uh, September, so be sure to join. Uh, be, sure, be sure to go out and check that out. My next guests are Joke and Biagio. They are uh, reality TV producers. They developed the show Scream Queens and Dying to Do Letterman and the MTV show Caged, and they've done network television on almost every single network save for ABC, but I'm sure that's going to be coming soon. They're going to make a big, big announcement on my show live tomorrow, uh, so you're going to want to stay tuned and or tune in for that. Be sure that you don't miss it. It's a, it's a, it's an, it's an, it's an, I can't speak. It's an exciting announcement uh, going to be coming from Joe and Piaggio on my very next show, September 1st. So uh, don't miss it and tune, tune in. Uh, coming up will be... Uh, uh, Paul Batista, entertainment attorney. Uh, I want to mention that Paul's been on the show before. He will be returning. Director Peter Tolan will be coming back. He, uh, the, the final episode of Rescue Me is tonight, I believe, or or next week. I, I don't know the exact time, but the sh season is the series is ending, and uh, he will be joining us as well as many others. Jack Perez will be coming back from Some Guy Who Kills People, and uh, we want you to stay tuned and to uh, help continue spread the word. You know, all of these interviews are, are provided to you free. The podcasts are free. Uh, these uh, website interviews from my website are all archived. They're there for you for free. All we ask of you is to share them, spread the word, post them, you know, anywhere and all over so that other filmmakers and other people who are, uh, you know, attempting to pursue a career in this entertainment business can benefit. So share the links, uh, spread the word, tweet live, Put it on Facebook, and uh, and always leave comments. Once the player closes, where you're where you're listening to the show live or archived, go ahead and leave a comment. Rate and review the show when uh, you uh, listen, whether it's podcast or a web link. Uh, that's how you can help my guests and me continue to spread the word and help others. All right, everybody, I return now to, with my guest, Mr. Gary Marsh. Gary, this has just been absolutely fascinating. I really Appreciate it, and um, I, I you know I want to keep going. I mean, there's so many different things. Casting about now. This is another division of of uh, what you offer, and it's uh, it's you know you describe it as up to the minute source for insider information about casting directors in the project. So, you know, um, what is casting about's greatest strength? Well, its its greatest strength, I think, is the vision of the the two fellows that uh, started it, and that would be Blair Hickey and Brian Wald. Um, they had uh, uh, Blair is actually an actor who got together with a friend of his, Brian, who is in uh, uh, you know as a management consultant, um, and they came up with the website and developed it. Uh, they then came to me. 
uh, after they had uh, put it together and uh, had been running it a, a few years and and we all agreed that it was a natural fit for um, inclusion in Breakdown's family of companies. Um, casting about, in essence, is sort of the next step in uh, the tools that uh, an actor can use to manage their career. And it's really based on the concept. If you go back to this, the idea of leverage, for instance, um, you know, uh, over a thousand actors get submitted. 20 get brought in. How does an actor become one of those 20? Well, a lot of times the casting director is going to use people that they've interviewed previously, that they know, that they also are familiar with somehow. Well, casting about gives an actor, it's a, a database of, it, it doesn't contain any role information, but it contains information of what the casting director is doing, who their assistant is, who their associate is, and notes on that project, filming in, um, you know, uh, in Ohio or, or filming in Florida. Well, if you are a, uh, a, if you're from Florida, you can certainly send a postcard to the casting director saying, hey, I hear you're doing this show. You know, I have my mother and father live in Florida and I could be a local hire on your show and that is a very powerful message to send to casting directors and it's something that they take note of but it also is based on this the advertising concept of the rule of seven which is that you know you you have to have a certain amount of impressions before a consumer will buy the product and actors for better or for worse are their own product they are their own business and I think actors get caught up in, you know, just the creative side and don't look at the uh, this this management side. And that is that, you know, they it, it, casting about allows an actor to uh, reach out to a um, or an actor to reach out to a casting director. And when they are doing a project, hey, come see me in this play. That's an impression. Uh, the reverse is true. Everybody, all the actors uh, obsess about uh, making sure that the casting director knows their story. But, you know, the casting directors love the fact that an actor, uh, you know, might know about what they're doing. So a postcard saying uh, to a casting director, hey, I see you just got a pilot. Uh, congratulations. Um, that's an impression. It, oh, it doesn't always have to be about the actor. But every time a casting director gets a postcard from an actor, it forms a level of, of awareness of that casting director, of that actor. And it's like, you know, you, you drive on the freeway, you see a billboard, you know, uh, advertising Powerade, we don't pull over uh, immediately and go buy Powerade, but when you're in the market and you're thirsty, you may choose Powerade over another brand. And so casting about works on that concept of giving actors enough information for them to be able to advertise themselves to the people that are doing shows that 
they feel that they can do. For instance, if I'm a stand-up comedian, I want to know what shows, uh, what casting directors are doing half-hour sitcoms because that's I want to market myself to half-hour sitcoms and invite those casting directors to come to see my stand-up. So it really is a sophisticated, really a, a pro tool for uh, actors, specifically in Los Angeles and New York, to be able to use it. But certainly other actors can, you know, uh, outside of L.A. and New York can use it. But, again, the market is uh, smaller. There's, you know, maybe five or six casting directors within a region, and it's easy to keep track of what casting directors are doing. In Los Angeles, you have, you know, uh, upwards of 300 casting directors. And it's, it's very important to understand what they're all doing and where their shows are and to gain any edge you can to get your foot in the door. And casting about becomes that edge. You know, again, it's such great advice. We've had numerous casting directors, high-profile casting directors, and and uh, and not so high on on the show, and uh, but people who work, you know, around the country as well as in in Hollywood, and uh, every time that I speak with them, I'm impressed at and how they stress the relationship aspect of working with actors, that they get to know a talent and they develop a relationship that hopefully develops into a working relationship because the actor is seen by them, they brought them in, Ho- hopefully they've done a, a good job and they, and, they, and they may not work for this particular project, but they remember them. And they continue to stress things like send in your postcards and let us know what you're doing and, and keep us up to date. So it sounds as if casting about is just an absolutely incredible tool to help the actor take advantage of just that. You know, it's information about the people who they need to learn to network with. And as I always and I always always try and stress is it's not just about, you know, promoing yourself, but it's really about taking an interest in someone. And so uh, I think it's fine to send, you know, a headshot out or a postcard or something that always reminds them who you are. But it's also nice when you can just say, wow, you know, best of luck on your project. You know, uh, I hope you succeed or I hope you have a fabulous time. And and what this provides is, is that um, contact and information about, you know, who's doing what and who's working in the office. And I think that is just, I mean, again, it's one of those things that, you know, 40 years ago, none of us had. <laughs> exactly. So cool. I mean, the... The ability on, you know, with casting about, it's like you mark, you know, three, four, a hundred casting directors and you say print labels and it prints the current address of the uh, the casting director with specific information on the label that you can choose and you're off and running. I mean, it uh, again, as I said before, the Internet really is really the 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 cauldron of ideas that you know that we draw from um and it's it's you know every time we turn around it's like wow we can do this now and it uh, i'll tell you i am uh, it's so exciting um uh, and i know it 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 sounds crazy you know somebody who's been doing something for 40 years to to be excited about what they do but I am excited about what I do because the Internet has really opened up so many possibilities that you just didn't have it with brick and mortar before. 
Well, absolutely true. Now, I've got a couple comments coming in in the chat room that 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 say um, Life three eleven says Atlanta Actor here just started marketing program this year with packages and postcards and have gotten more additions through this. And then uh, HTLA nine seven three says contact management is everything in any business. And and one of the things that we are, and then uh, the uh, Life three eleven came back and said. Uh, you know, we don't have a hundred, you know, casting directors in the South. You know, where he, where he or she is, we've got like five good ones, which is just like what you said. So the amazing, the amazing thing about all of this is that, um, as never before, you know, people have actors have access through your services to uh, the the people who are making it happen, the people who can provide them jobs, and uh, and as in any business, the smarter you are about it, the more you work your individual brand, the more you, um, as, as, as this person pointed out, um, you know, manage, you know, your contacts and your database on a daily or weekly basis, the more luck and the more success one is going to uh, create for oneself. So, uh, you know, again, just uh, it, incredible resources are, are now available through your services, Gary, that... Uh, I mean, I applaud you and, and the people who you work with, you know, for uh, making these available to uh, talent in this way, uh, and on both sides of the camera, because uh, it, it's, it is so different and it's so exciting, and it is and it is it, it is absolutely staggering the numbers of people who are involved in all of this, and so it 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 uh, does give people um, opportunities they never had before. Yeah, I mean, an, an actor, you know, uh, as they, the uh, individuals the commenting in the chat room are, are saying, you know, the one in the southeast, yeah, you know, you know your casting directors, uh, and it's more manageable in your area. And, you know, is don't you think it's, it, it's really, it's an opportunity to get to know those casting directors and to really establish a relationship you said before uh, it it really is all about relationships in this business and um, a casting director is if you think about it they're an independent contractor they bring you as an actor they they bring an actor into a room and that actor is is really a choice that of those you know 20 that come in the room they are really the choices of the casting director, and the casting director is saying really to the producer, any one of these people I believe in, and they can do the role. So, you know, the, the casting director is really relying on the actor to represent them well. And as long as the uh, actor is prepared and represents the, uh, the casting director well in front of their employers, then that casting director will continue to bring in that actor for roles that they think they're right for. And eventually the producer is going to say, yeah, let me hire that guy. And I think that actors have to take the position that they're part of the casting director's team, that they are on the side of the casting director, and the casting director is really on their side, especially if the casting director is bringing them in. And I think that that is in in instead of the actor thinking oh my god i'm i'm in front of a casting director and freezing up they need to take the position of 
hey, I'm in here because the casting director thinks that I can deliver, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to represent the casting director really well, and we're going to work together as a team to get this project cast. That is just such fantastic words of wisdom I cannot express. I wish when I was a young actor I had known that. I wish that that that, that was the kind of thing that was you know kind of like written above every casting director's door before you walk in. <laughs> because you know I don't think enough people realize that, you know, that, that the notion of teamwork. And and we've talked about it on the show. I've talked with directors and producers and and other people and they all go, you know, I'm looking for somebody who can be part of the team. And yet you know, I don't. I don't think people. You know, they go. Well, how am I a team? You know, well, you know, I'm an actor, or this is my moment to shine. But what you just said right there, when when an actor has the opportunity to read for a producer or director, you are part of the casting director's team, and you are representing the casting director. And if you do a, a good job, and you even if you don't get the part, um, the casting director wins. And if the casting director wins, then by virtue of that, you will win because they're going to want you back because you did a good job representing them. So, you know, it really is a win-win two-way street where where one hand washes the other and both can benefit greatly. And when I was a young guy in Hollywood, I always thought it was just this kind of contentious gatekeeper kind of relationship and didn't recognize, you know, how business is typically done. And it, in some ways, it's not unlike in a you know, the old social party kind of thing where you introduce your guests to the coolest people in the room, you know. You're saying, <laughs> hi, what should meet that? What should meet this person? You know, and that's kind of what a casting director does for the producer or director. They're saying, I want you to meet this person. They're 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 cool. They can fulfill something for you. And then of course it's up to the you know, to choices, you know, or whatever. But but Gary, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the way you, you spoke that because I think it's really crucial uh for people to hear, critical for people to hear. It, it, it really is, and and you know, as a young actor myself, I was just like you. I, I was I was terrified uh, as a child going in to meet uh, a casting director, and I would be very uh-huh. very nervous. And uh, I, I think I I hurt myself more than helped myself, you know, with an attitude that was not positive uh, in terms of what what was really occurring. But and it didn't. It took me a long time to really understand it. So it's not something that people come to naturally and normally, and and that's why, you know, beyond you know talking about breakdown and and actors access, it's really important to talk to the actors about you know um, information that will help them. Um, just like you know, hey, you've got to you've got to you know manage your career. You've got to you know, step outside the whole submission process, and you've got to market yourself. Uh, you know, most actors they they only think one track: submit myself for roles, submit myself for roles, and that's all they think about. And if you think there's, you know, you have a business, you have a sales team, and you have a marketing team. Well, for an actor, it's all in one. So the sales is I'm going to submit myself for a role, but for uh, for the marketing side, it's I'm going to develop these relationships, these long-term relationships, and it's it's not a one-to-one relationship in terms of you know I do one thing and I get an, a reward or I don't get a reward. It's you know it's it's working over time and and these things develop over time and they don't get that instant gratification of a result, 
but it is as important as the sales side, which is the marketing side for an actor. You know, you and I came up in that business. I wish I had been, uh, you know, clever enough to come up with breakdown services. But, um, but you and I had come <laughs> up in the business at, at around the same time. You maybe a little before me, but but um, you know, and in and, and in how it changed. Um, no, I just got distracted. I really apologize because I got a couple of questions here I want to ask you from the from the from the. Uh, um, but the the notion that um, you could develop a relationship or treat it as a business just didn't seem to be anywhere. I mean, you you could look around. I, it was it was hard to find, you know, a good ma- for me. I mean, it was hard to find a good manager who would go look. You know, this casting director's on your side, or this agent really wants to find a person, you know, who they can represent. It 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 it, it always seemed to be. You know that we were alone. You know we were struggling. Even you had an agent. You know it was kind of some people would audition all the time and other people not so much. But you'd be calling your agent, hoping that that they could get you something and thinking that they were responsible for your career. I mean that's that's kind of how I thought about it. And now you know we have an opportunity to um, be in charge. You know be our own kind of PR guy, our own branding person, our own marketing person, our own uh, social networking person. I mean we, we we can take charge in ways that we never have before and again i mean you know you provide you have provided so many of these tools to make that possible um it is it, to me it's just mind boggling um people have commented you know that um you know it's great that you know we talked about the um the relationship you know building relationships with an agent or cast director that it does make it more uh, relaxing in the uh in the audition room for them. Uh, One person asks, this is Jonathan, says, I'm an indie filmmaker, and what's a good way for me to find a casting director? Do you have some advice on that, Gary? Absolutely. Um, um, There is a stellar organization called the Casting Society of America, CSA. Uh, They're based in Los Angeles and New York, and they have this great program that I don't think many people know about, and that is that if you're working on a uh, a low budget project you can submit a script to them to the CSA and say look I'm I only have x number of dollars in my budget for a casting director and they will pass that script around to casting directors who are willing to do um projects in which you know they they're not going to make their normal fee it also goes to the associates, who people who are looking to build their credits. And that indie filmmaker would get a call from a casting director who is a CSA member, which is really the organization of, of casting directors in the United States, and saying, I read your script. I would like to do your project. And people don't realize that that, is a, that resource is there for the taking um, and it's a great resource because you're going to get people who are really committed to being casting directors and building their own resume or, uh, you know, have been doing projects and are looking to, you know, uh, get more experience as well. For a, a project in which there is, you know, a significant budget, then, you know, uh, the casting directors in an indie uh, filmmaker's local area are are great and and available. I mean, if 
if anybody is like, well, who are those casting directors? You know, is saying, you know, who are the, those casting directors in that area? Just call Breakdown Services. We'll tell you who the, you know, the casting directors of repute are in any area in the United States. Very good, very good. I, I do want to turn my attention now, or our attention now. Oh, hold on, let's see, we've got a question for Gary. Will Actors Access open up the opportunity for actors to post their actor's slate up there that was not produced by Actors Access? And how effective do you think slates are these days, and do they replace a demo reel? I, okay. Okay, what they're talking about is a product created by Chelsea Studios. It's actually not created by Breakdown Services. Uh, it is a form of a general interview in which the um, that uh, Chelsea Studios films you asking you questions, and then wow. they edit that down to a minute. It's a personality interview, basically, of a minute. And years ago when it was created, we signed a contract saying that that format was we we were only going to allow Chelsea Studios to create actor slates and uh, put them on our site. Um, and uh, they continue to do that. Now, they can do, there's other things they could do. They could do a hosting slate or a scene uh, in which uh, two people um, are doing a scene. Those are not, we don't have a contract where we've agreed to only take it from Chelsea Studios. So there are other forms. Having said that, in regionally, I think that the um, actor slate is uh, a very useful tool um, because a lot of actors don't have uh, film on themselves, and a an actor slate gives a casting director a chance to uh, get to know the actor. It's a it's a general it's a one minute general interview. Um, in LA and New York, I, it is um, uh, not as valuable because the casting director wants to see performance over personality. So that's that's the sort of give and take on on actor slates. Awesome. Now, by the way, I should tell you that in the chat room, people are saying thank you and they're saying awesome and they're they're appreciating your responses. I haven't mentioned each time that they do that, but they are very grateful and 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 as I am I. Um, but let me ask you this: How about any tips or suggestions on reels or speed reels or what goes up on Actors Access? What what is the uh, flavor of the day, if you will, the industry standard in in, in terms of uh, putting a reel up? Because I I know people have their own website sometimes, and you their reels are anywhere from you know a couple minutes long to 20 minutes long and things like that. So. Um, and, and in talking with casting directors, I, I've heard what they wish, but can you share any information on that? Certainly. Um, I believe that, you know, based on, you know, the comments of casting directors, first of all, let's, let's go back to looking at what a casting director's day looks like. They have a thousand submissions that they've got to get through. And, uh, you know, the submissions with video are ahead of submissions without video in terms of how they're placed. Now, they click on an actor, they don't know an actor, they click on it, and the actor has a three-minute reel. Casting director is never going to watch all three minutes. The only one who's going to watch it is their mom, uh, the actor's mom. Um, it, it is a speed business. It's like speed dating, as it were. So 
with the internet, you have to get away from the concept of of putting up a reel. Um, it works in certain circumstances if you want to show a director your compilation of your work, but in the casting process, you're much better off putting up uh, clips, individual clips of your work. Uh, on Actors Access, you can, uh, and it's crucial that an actor do this on Actors Access, is they have to name the clip and they have to put in a description of what the clip is about. Not just, this is a comedy clip, but a uh, scene in the gymnasium with, uh, you know, with this actor, uh, with Will Smith in uh, you know, Pursuit of Happiness. That tells a casting director what they're going to watch for. And that way, in effect, a, when an actor is making a submission or the agent is making a submission, the agent can select the specific clips that match what the role is that the casting director is trying to cast. So, for, in other words, if I'm doing, if I've got Everybody Loves Raymond, I'm not going to submit a comedy for CSI Miami. I'm going to submit the dramatic clip that I have. And especially if I have a dramatic clip where I'm playing a lawyer and the role that I'm being submitted for is for the role of a lawyer, that's the clip I want to submit because I want the casting director to see I can play this role. I'm good at playing lawyers. I'm, ca I'm competent at playing lawyers, so bring me in is the message, the subliminal message that you're sending. So n nowadays, everything should be clip-based rather than reel-based. Again, uh, very valuable, very critical for people to hear. I... I and I, what I like what you started with when you said, well, you know, first consider what a casting director's day is like. And I don't think enough people, you know, we hear this thing about, you know, you should walk a mile in somebody's shoes. But, you know, we go to parties, we go to casting events, we go to filmmaker things, and, and somebody will run up to a producer with, you know, scripts, you know, stack of scripts under their arms and go, would you read my script and hand it to somebody at a party? And, and I'm always very quick to say, you know, nobody wants to carry more stuff around, you know. I mean, you know, and, and there's protocol and there's things. But Ted Ho, a friend of, of ours on Movie Beat here said one time, he said, consider how many hours there are in a day and how long it takes to read a script. And if it takes two hours to read 120 pages, then there's only so many hours in a day that I could read scripts you know, and, and do my business and work and produce and be with my family and do all those kinds of things and also go out and have some fun and some time for myself. And if I don't know you and you give me a script, and I've got all these friends who want me to read these scripts, how many, you know, where am I going to find time to do all this? Right. And and I think what you just said, you know, and that and that is if if you're an actor or or a filmmaker of any kind or a screenwriter, think about the person who you're approaching and what their day is like and what their needs are and how overworked they probably are and how little time and attention they have and then figure out and use your advice about how they can best maximize the chances that the person is going to be able to take notice of them in some fashion and to do it you know with respect and with rapport and with good marketing savvy and and all and you know all the stuff that comes along with being a professional because otherwise it does seem like you're just shooting yourself in the foot or you're putting stuff out there that no one's ever going to ever be able to watch or read or or you know and uh, so the key is to follow advice from Gary and, and professionals so that uh, you, you maximize your efforts and uh, you get great results with, uh, you know, 
the least amount of, I don't want to say the least amount of effort, but with the least amount of resistance. Well said. Yeah, the least amount of resistance. If you give somebody a three-minute reel to watch, and what you really want them to watch is something in the two minutes and 30 seconds, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, again, just outstanding advice, Gary. I so appreciate this. I want to I want to get to the virtual channel network uh, sure. because this is a network for the entertainment industry, and it's another part of of, of what you do and what you offer. So, could you uh, explain a bit, you know, about that and what made you create the virtual channel network? Well, the the VCN, as we like to call it, uh, is our PBS for the industry. Uh, its mission is to educate and entertain. Uh, we do it in, and there is no, you don't have to sign in, you don't have to be a member. Uh, you know, my, uh, I have a uh, great team of uh, people headed by uh, Seth Colton and Otto Wolfuck, uh who uh, are the executive producers of all these shows. And, and they literally go out and they create programming that is of interest to um, actors, uh, to writers, to uh, entertainment professionals, and that, and and we literally produce shows and put up new shows every Monday um, for people to watch, and it's all archived. Uh, and it's it, it's interviews with casting directors, it's interviews with uh, talent agents. We have a show called The Real Deal which is hosted by um, Ryan Glasgow and Ivy Eisenberg, uh, a manager and a casting director. And they review actors' reels and then uh, you know, make comments on what could be better, what they liked, what they didn't like, uh, sort of like a Siskel and Ebert kind of format, um, to give actors a perspective as to, you know, straight from the casting director or the talent rep so that they have an insight as to uh, what works and what doesn't. And there are many other uh, shows. The Writer's Block is a show that we have. Um, we have an acting show that is produced by a fellow named R.J. Adams. Um, uh, and so it's, it's a, it really is taking the concept of the network broadcasting, but now using the Internet as the method to transmit, just like we're doing right now. Wow, wow. Um, so, so where does VCN go for from here? Uh, it's it. There are many uh, plans that we have uh, in terms of uh, how we're going to expand it and what we're going to do with it. Those are uh, those are secret plans right now. Uh, but the um, but the basis of the VCN is the ability to communicate to actors, and also you know for all the actors. I mean, we we really understand that the industry is what feeds us. It's what you know. I make a living in the entertainment industry, and it was a great opportunity to give back something to the community. Without there being any, there, there's no financial, you know, um, uh, hooks in this. It is, it really just is a way for Breakdown to say 
we're part of the community and we understand that you know you're you're supporting us so here's a way we can support you wow that is really very cool um, we've got a couple of questions. I hope you don't mind. We're going to backtrack a little bit and answer sure. some questions, and I don't want to sidestep or, or you know divert you from from things that you're talking about. But I did want to be able to uh, include some of these. And there may have been a sound glitch or something that happened. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, it seemed that everything is resolved. So if there was, I apologize, and uh, I hope that uh, everything is good. Um, Life 311 says, should you only post clips that are with a recognizable actor or indie films? Okay, too. I guess when it comes to doing our when we were talking about our clip discussion a little. Um, I'm sorry if I gave the impression that you should only post clips with recognizable actors. Absolutely uh, not the case. Um, You you know, you should post clips that are professionally done. That could be a student film, and as long as it uh, presents you in a professional way. That is a great clip. Some some thoughts about um, how to present that clip. Let me add a couple of, of notes here. One is the clip should always start with your image on screen, not the actor opposite you. Okay? Uh, it should always be you. And it's not about the context. You're not trying to tell a story here. You're trying to show your acting ability. So you don't have to worry about that it doesn't have any context to it. It really just needs to show your acting ability. The other thing is that casting directors actually hate is uh, montages. No, do ne- never start with a montage of you kicking, screaming, uh, fast clips, music. Th- that is anthema to uh, the industry. It, don't try to get fancy with it. Just try to present you as an actor, do acting. And those are two things that are just must-dos, um, you know, in, in presenting clips. Uh, again, excellent advice. Somebody asked if they could ask a question, and I suggested their question is this. Um they ask, why is, and I, I'm sorry, this is almost, and to the guest who asked it, I, I, I do not, I'm not making light of your question, but it's almost a loaded question. It's, it's, he, said, uh, <laughs> he or she asks, why is television today so bad? Um, and I'm trying to scroll back to it. Why are the TV shows I've got an answer for that. The answer is, the the fact is is that it's it's never been great. Uh, we've always had a uh, what we call a board of shame in our office. It's just that the listener has become sophisticated enough to recognize that it's bad. <laughs> very good, very good. I actually, you know, and and I. I actually think television has come quite a long way. It, it's it, for me. I find that some things that I enjoy today more uh, are, are TV shows than many of the feature films I see, um, and and that's not necessarily network. I don't mean I don't mean it that way. And they are they are few and far between. But I, I do think that that some of television has come of age and has really demonstrated uh, you know that it can do well you know. Um, in its in its particular um, 
it, it certainly is more uh, the sophistication and the ability to do uh, more within the time constraints that yes. production is allowed to create television. That certainly is the case. And I think that, you know, seriously, looking back, uh, there were an awful lot of really bad shows. And we, we tend to uh, forget the bad shows and only remember the good shows. And they are really, you know, were few and far between even then. But the difference is now we have so many choices. In, you know, in the past, we had three networks, and those were our only choices. Now we have, you know, a multitude of choices, and therefore we have exponentially bad shows, and we have good shows. And then looking into the future, people will look back, and they'll remember, you know, the best, and, you know, f not remember the worst. That's a good point. Hey, you know, I never thought I'd ask you this question, but I'm, I'm going to, and I hope you don't mind. And that is um, because because you've got your pulse on this industry in, in so many ways. That is, you know, when you and I were coming up, there, you know, we said, well, there's like a hundred and some odd thousand actors, and only two percent make a living of it, you know, at it. And there were three networks, as as you say, and and uh, probably in the 70s. I don't remember now what the I think they said there were 100 films made a year or something like that. You know, when in '39 they, you know, MGM alone could put out a different movie every day, and uh, or just release one. And and but today, you know, you have uh, more channels than ever before. You've got more cable networks. You've got music videos. You've got video games. You've got content being provided. You know, being made for the web. You know, alone, you've got uh, stuff being made for cell phones. You've got more outlets, it seems, for actors and for filmmakers or content makers to to uh, to produce and make um, product for. And yet, it seems like the same amount of people are are out of work, and the same amount of people are are making a a, a living at it. I, I mean, it, and and twenty four hour around the clock, you know, hours to fill. And I, I I I'm a little bit. Uh, Surprised at that? It, it just it seems like the, the, the is it because more and more people just keep getting into it, and or what? What do you have an, an an attribution for what's going on today, or or what the future holds? Um, I I think that we are in a period of it, we're we're in the middle of change, and in some ways we can see that change happening on a day to day level, but we we really don't understand where it's going to rest it's it the analogy is is that you know you 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 take a kayak at the top of a a stream and uh, or a river and you're going through the rapids and you know down below that there's calm water uh you just don't know when you're going to find it and you know the, the, it is all about change and we are in in an information revolution. People look, will look back at this time in history, and I think it will be a significant time in history, uh, uh, given you know what is going on. And I and I and I think that the the entertainment industry is a mirror of uh, of of what is going on uh, today to us, and so. You know, I don't think we can really tell what 
is is going to happen. I mean, it's we just know that we're in in the middle of change. I mean, advertisers, for instance, are you know only have a certain amount of money to advertise their product. People are uh, using DVR to um, fast forward through commercials, which is essentially what is paying for the programs. So we will have to, in the future, develop new models for financing these uh, the programs that that people watch. Um, you know, cable TV is a reflection of of one of those avenues where we're paying essentially a subscription to watch programming. There, you know, it's different than free broadcast television uh, because we don't want to watch uh, commercials. So I think that it's. It's difficult to know where we're going. We just know that we're going in a direction and that there there will be a settling down the way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Gary, uh, you, know, you have been very generous with your time. I'd like to leave you with any closing uh, comments that you have and before that you that you wish to make. But before you do, I want to again say that Breakdown Services website is Breakdown Express. Dot com and that's breakdown e x p r e s s dot com and actors access a c t o r s a c c e s s dot com actors access casting about dot com and uh, virtual channel network dot com are the four or four websites that uh, Gary has for you to check out and uh, and uh, and uh, look into. So, uh, Gary, I mean, you know, you've been awesome, and the advice and the information you provided has been stellar. I mean, I, I am so thrilled and so pleased, and the, and the people in the chat room uh, concur and have uh, have given you many thanks and uh, and kudos for that. So, in wrapping it up, I, I just give over the last few moments to you and, and allow you to, you know, we've got minutes, but, I mean, I'm just saying um, it's yours. Say anything you like. Well, which uh, way you want. Something brand new that uh, is really the brainchild of Brian Shook in the office uh, is a site called Kabukit, K-A-B-O-O-K-I-T. Again, it's it's free. It allows agents to post when they are uh, when they book clients on shows, and it's a great resource for actors to see what agents are. Uh, booking clients and what clients they are booking, so that they know what that whether that agent represents a, an actor that is similar to themselves, and it it allows basically uh, agents and managers to promote their talent that are booking jobs, and casting directors go to it to see who is hot, to give them an idea of, of who's booking what shows. And it's something that was just created in um, February, March timeframe of this year and is, is really taking off. And it, people are finding new ways of, of using it and, and using it as a, a means of communicating. And uh, I, um, I think that everybody should take a look at it. And uh, there's going to be some really neat uh, uh, features coming up in the future where an actor can, um, we're going to develop more along the lines of an actor being able to post on a calendar 
hey, I'm going to appear in this play or I'm going to be in this show. And casting directors can go to that calendar and see what actors are working to remind them, oh, I really want to watch this actor. And it's going to be more and more a way for actors to communicate to the, to the buyers that, uh, hey, here's, here's where you can see me perform. Here's where you can watch me. Here's where you can validate me. And so the next time you're casting, think about me and put me on your, your list before you even turn out a breakdown. Wow, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, sir, I, I so appreciate you being here, and uh, I hope you'll come back sometime and, and share more, and we'll let the guests know you know, when that would be. But uh, you have been a fabulous uh, wealth of information, and thank you so much, Gary. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, you have a you have an incredible rest of the day. We'll be checking out all of the websites and and uh, and and looking at all the uh, future forthcoming from from you and uh, and uh, your incredible team. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Good luck to you now. All right. Bye now. Uh, that was uh, my guest was Mr. Gary Marsh. Uh, founder and creator of Breakdown Services, which includes Actors Access, Casting About, Virtual um, Channel Network, and uh, and so much more. And he just mentioned kabookit.com. And uh, I want to thank him again for being here and, and spending his time and sharing with uh, you and me uh, all the information that he has uh, done today. And it, listen, uh, we've got so many more exciting guests coming up in the future, so I hope you'll stay tuned and I hope you'll keep sharing this website and these interviews with all your friends and your contacts. You can become a member of the Rex Ikes Movie Beat Friends page just by clicking the like button on that page at Facebook. And you can follow me on Twitter, which is Rex Ikes Movie BT. Rex Ikes Movie BT, by the way, at Actors Access is also on Twitter. At Actors Access is also on Twitter. Keep in mind that uh, Billy Club, we're in the final hours. Uh, we need your help. We want to surpass our goal. We'd like to make a whole lot more money because the more money that we have, obviously, the more we can uh, spend on the production. And uh, you always put a, at least the way I think of it, is you always put a minimum up as the uh, amount that you can work with. Uh, some people put up maximums. We put up minimums in this particular case and hope to exceed it. So if you can help out uh, by donating in some way for Billy Club, that would be awesome. We only have some hours left, so if you're listening to this archived or live, it ends September 2nd at 1 a.m. All right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Thanks to everyone who's been in the chat room. Uh, do leave comments, please. Rate and review the podcast, and do spread the word, and, and live tweet, and, and post on Facebook, and, and share these interviews with everyone. And uh, make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that is a wrap.